Next Chapter Podcasts. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Michael Goodfriend, executive producer of the Play On podcast series. It's my pleasure to share this encore presentation of Pericles in its entirety. Next Chapter Podcasts is re-releasing the full productions of all our Play On podcast series over the next few weeks. And like you, I'm excited to hear how they've changed since they were recorded. The world is a lot different now than it was even a few months ago. And every change we experience brings out new meaning in these timeless tales— Be sure to go back in our feed for our bonus content and some great conversations about each of these plays. You can also hear every episode on its own by going back in our feed or by visiting us at playonpodcasts.com. Thanks again for listening. To sing a song that old was sung, long dead, a poet, Gower is come. Reborn, I stand here as I stood by firesides in darkened woods, at harvests and when fasts were broken, both high and lowborn heard it spoken. Let echoes of the past remind your modern ears of simpler times. I'll tell of ancient rights and wrongs, of what we feared or praised in songs. If someone dead for centuries can tell a story that will please you listening on this living night, my candle's tale I set alight. What do you think is going to happen? This Antioch. And this, the king, Antiochus, and everything he sees, he rules, which fuels his pride. More. The wife he took, a royal bride now dead, left him his only heir, a girl so perilously fair, this father gave his lust-free reign and darkest incest spread her stain. A child seducer's soul is rotten, but when she is your own begotten, it sickens more. The mind must reel. 
But so he did, and came to feel the sin was nothing he should end. Instead, he plotted to defend his plunder when the suitors came to woo the beauty of such fame. To solve a riddle, they would vie, but if they failed, then they would die. <laughs> you see here what becomes of men if fate pits them against Antiochus the Great. Pericles, Prince of Tyre, for the contest! Young Prince of Tyre, I trust you understand the danger of the task you undertake. I do, Antiochus. I have no doubt. The rumor of her glory makes me bold. I'll risk my life for such a beauty's sake. Music! Bring in my daughter, clothed like a bride, worth the embrace even of Jove himself. Between her conception and her day of birth, nature and stars made sweet conspiracy to endow the maid with all their blessings. They nestled in her, waiting for the dawn she was born, then opened like a flower. See how she comes there, wreathed about with spring, payload with her grace, virtues circling. All that humankind strives and hopes to be lives in that fair face, there for us to see. You gods that made me man and lit in me the longing to lick fruit of such a tree. I know that climbing high I may just fall, but if you help me now I'll risk it all. Prince Pericles. Who would be son to great Antiochus? <laughs> Before thee stands a garden hung with fruit, ripe for the picking. Oh, but if you touch, you wake the dragons who are sleeping there to slither and uncoil their snapping heads. These skulls belonged to princes like yourself, who once were famous and who dared to try. They heard the rumors, thought they had a chance. Now they are warnings that you should regard before you risk your life for such a gem. They hang as martyrs killed in Cupid's wars. You might just hear them if you listen hard. They say give up before you're just like them. Antiochus, I thank you. You have taught my frail mortality to know itself, and these poor relics also are my friends because they teach me to prepare my soul. I'll look to heaven and let this life go, wishing upon you peace as princes do, and give my body back unto the earth. But this, my flame of love, I give to you. Whatever is to come, if life or death, I'm ready for it now, Antiochus. If you won't take advice, the riddle waits, which, once you've seen it, you must then expound or join those dead before you in their fates. Of all who've tried, I wish you victory. Of all who've tried, might your reward be me. <laughs> Daughter! Now, like a knight I go to take the field and have no need of any other thought than courage and my faith in my own heart. But it is time, sir. Take up the riddle.
A viper eats her mother's heart, and like her I feed at my start. For all male kind and kindred ties, I look no further than his eyes. As father, son, and husband, he has mother, wife, and child in me. All six are here, and yet just two. It's yours to say how this is true. The choice is clear to speak it out, or silent, die and leave the doubt. The poison of that threat is burning now. Oh, gods that stare with all the eyes of stars, how can you look down on such evil acts? If this is true, what keeps the heavens bright? Fair mask of beauty, I could love you still if I had never known what lay beneath. A violin like yours, if fingered right, would make a melody to please the gods. But on your ravaged strings the music sickens, and only hell can dance to such a tune. Prince Pericles, don't touch her or you're dead. For that's another law that binds your hand. And now the riddle needs to be explained, for if it goes unanswered, you must die. Great King, few love to hear the sins they do proclaim. If I should answer, you would take offense. If any man knew all that monarchs do, he would be wise to keep it to himself. Kings are Earth's gods. For good or ill, they rule. If Jove should sin, who dares to say God's wrong? To know is enough. Why spread the dirt around? The ugly truth should die without a sound. Young Prince of Tyre, Though by the strictest letter of our law, because you haven't answered, you should die. I am inclined to mercy in your case and choose to wait with patience in the hope someone like you might see the light in time and so inherit kingdom and what's mine. Until you do, we'll entertain you here for 40 days and 40 long nights more. We swear to do our best to keep you near until you find the truth you're looking for. Our courtesy would seem to cover sin when everything that's said means something else. He speaks so smoothly, every word a lie. The only good here is what's for the eye. A serpent who's both father and a son, who's made his daughter monstrous with his clasping. Antioch, farewell. My life's at stake. One sin I know, another will provoke. Murders as close to lust as flame to smoke. So lest I lose my life for what I know, I haven't any choice. Tonight I'll go. He knows, yes, he knows. That much is certain. Before he tells the world, I'll see him dead. He cannot say Antiochus the Great has done what I have done and keep his head. The time has come. There isn't any doubt. This prince must die before the secret's out. Who is it there? 
Did your highness call me? Thaliard. Here is poison. Here is gold. I hate the Prince of Tyre and want him dead. You don't need my reasons for this order. Just obey your king and say you'll do it. My lord, tis done. Well, good. Catch your breath and say why you have run here. My lord, Prince Pericles has fled. Go! Leave my sight. If you want to live, you'll chase the prince down, flying like an arrow for her target. Do not return until the day when you can say to me, Prince Pericles is dead. My lord, if I can get him within range, I know I'll take him down, I promise you. And so farewell until the deed is done. Thaliard, good luck. Until the prince is dead, there'll be nothing but screaming in my head. We'll leap the time and travel fast as thought. Sail seas in cockle shells as men cannot. We'll hurtle distances and blink past time and at the speed of thought move climb to climb. Let no one disturb me. What's happened to my mind? Why does this melancholy flood my head? It lies with me through peaceful nights in bed. Though I look on beauty, I can't see it. The danger I fear is in Antioch. I know he cannot swing and hit me here, but I don't feel safe. Approach the future with anxiety, and soon the fear is all that you can see. So this is what is happening to me. I am too weak against Antiochus. He'll invade my country with his armies, terrify my people and spread havoc. His hate for me would punish my people. It's them for whom I fear more than myself. Great trees are anchored in the earth and must protect their roots, for when those die, trees fall. And so my people who gave me their trust shouldn't fight a war I can avoid. May every comfort bless your blessed heart. And may your mind always be at peace, dear sir. Hush now, children, and let the adults talk. Those who blandish kings only abuse them. When Sir Smile here simpers about peace, then that is when you know that you're in danger. Prince, pardon me or damn me as you please. I cannot be much lower than my knees. All but him go. Yes, yes, my lord. Helicanus, you have moved me. You see something in me. What is it? I see rage, fearful lord. Hmm. If a prince's frowns are so deadly, why do you risk making me angry? Why do plants risk looking up at the heavens? Because it's where everything that nourishes them comes from. Get up, please. Get up. I... Uh, I see you are no flatterer, <laughs> but I'm grateful for it. Uh, 
and God forbid kings should listen to lies that hide their faults. You are the kind of counselor I need, for by such wisdom a prince can be a student. What would you have me do? To bear with patience the sorrows you have brought upon yourself. You speak like a doctor, Helicanus, prescribing potion he won't take himself. <laughs> well, well. Here's what happened. I went to Antioch, mm. intending, as you know, to gain a bride. The rumors of her beauty were not wrong. Her face was like the heavens, beyond wonder. But oh, the rest of her, I'll tell you now, was the lurking, shameful rot of incest. When I found out, the evil father pretended to be kind, not murderous. That's when my guard went up. But you know this. The time to check the room for knives is when the subtle tyrant leans in for a kiss. My fears were raised, and so I came back here. The man's a despot with a despot's fears. And if he panics, as I bet he does that I will go reveal unto the world just how much princely blood the man has shed to keep the filthy secret of his bed. He'll blunt that fear by gathering his forces, telling the world I harmed him in some way. Ah. Let all my people pay for my offense. If that is what you call his hateful lie, the guiltless then will suffer in a war. Who cares who's right when everybody dies? Love for my countrymen, including you, who just reproached me for it, oh, kept me uh, no. from sleeping, drained blood from my face, Sorry. filled my mind like a hive of bees with cares. If I couldn't shield my subjects from harm, the prince that I am could only pity them. Well, my lord, since you will let me speak, speak I will, and freely. Antiochus is worthy of your fear. The man's a brute who means either in public or by stealth to kill you, sir. He clearly wants you dead. Well? And so, my lord, go travel for a while. With time, he might forget this heat of rage. Or he might just die, if we are Mm. lucky. Uh. Hand your power over to another. Should it be me, this is my pledge to you. I'll be as faithful as the morning sun. I do not doubt that faith. Aye. But if he tries to overthrow me in my absence? Then all our blood will mingle in the earth. She'll take us back as she once gave us birth. Tyre, I will turn my back on you. And go, then. It's Tarsus that I mean to travel to. When I arrive, I hope to hear from you. My cares about my people are yours now. I hand them on to you with all my trust. I don't ask for your oath. I don't need it. A man who breaks a trust isn't a man who would be stopped by anything he swore. Mm. In our different spheres, you and I will be so careful and so deft that some will say this was the time of our great reckoning, the ideal servant and the ideal king. Aye, <laughs> sir. <laughs>
You've seen a king whose evil lust made his own child incestuous. By contrast, then, this noble lord is virtuous in deed and word. But silence now, and watch him run, for all his trials have just begun. This is the court of Tyre, a place where I've got to kill King Pericles. And if I don't, I'm sure to be hanged at home. It's dangerous work. Well, as the story goes, he was a wise man who, when he was given leave to ask for whatever he wanted from the king, said, anything but your secrets. Makes sense to me. Because if you swear allegiance to a king as I did, and then he asks you to do something despicable, you're stuck. You can't go back on your oath. And then you find yourself doing something like... Here come the lords of Tyre. You have no need, my fellow lords of Tyre, to question me once more about the king. He left me a commission with his seal, so you can have no doubt he's traveling. What? The king's gone. When he was at Antioch... What about Antioch? Royal Antiochus, I don't know why, took against our king, or so it seems. So Pericles, fearing he'd sinned somehow, is doing penance for that in his way by taking up the life of a sailor. A job that every minute threatens death. Well, I guess I won't be hanged after all. The king will be relieved that Pericles escaped the land to die upon the seas. I'll introduce myself. Peace to the lords of Tyre. Ah. Lord Thaliard from Antioch is welcome. King Antiochus sent me with message for princely Pericles. Ah. But since I came here, I've heard the news. Your king has set off for some unknown parts, Aye. which means empty-handed I'll return. Well, the message that you brought needs no delivery, since the man it's for's no longer here. Mm. But before you go, we do desire our friend from Antioch should feast in Tyre. We'll let imagination have its way. For in the mind, no boundaries can have sway. And if you will allow us to do so, we'll speak one tongue in every place we go. I'll enter in the gaps to guide you through and sketch the scenes that must be dreamed by you. If you're a fan of theater, check out the podcasts at Broadway Radio. Broadway Radio creates podcasts for all sorts of theater fans, 
industry insiders, superfans, people just looking to stay in touch with what is happening in the theater world. Broadway Radio has podcasts for you. Today on Broadway comes out every morning, Monday through Friday, with 20 minutes of news about Broadway and the larger theater community. On Sunday, This Week on Broadway is a one-hour show that reviews Broadway, Off-Broadway, and beyond. Broadway Radio also has special shows added into their schedule all the time, so that you never have to go without a theater podcast. Their newest show, This Week in Theater, focuses on theater beyond New York, with reports from all over the U.S. reaching the best of the regions. Their team of 10 hosts will bring you closer to the theater than you have ever been. You can check out all of their shows at broadwayradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll tell of ancient rites and wrongs. I'll tell of ancient of what rites and wrongs. Of praise and No. If any man do all that monarchs do, he would be wise to keep it to himself. The world must be dead. Evil must make his own child incestuous by contrast. You have no this. My fellow lords of Tyre, to question me, these more about the king. Tyre, I will turn my back on you and go then. It's Tarsus that I mean to travel to. Dionysa, let us rest us here. Perhaps the tales of someone else's griefs will help us to forget the pain of ours. That's like blowing at a fire to put it out. Or should you try to tear a mountain down, you'll find your rubble makes another one. Oh, my broken lord. So our sorrows are. Oh, Dionysa. We open up our mouths only to howl. The air is thick with all our suffering. This Tarsus, over which I have the rule, was once a city by such plenty blessed. Her riches spilled out even to the streets with towers reaching up to kiss the sky. Tables were laid heavy for the feasting just to please the eye, for none were hungry. Tis too true. But look what heaven can do if she wants the mouths that couldn't open up to praise the blessings of the earth and sea and air when they rained upon them in abundance now can barely speak for lack of feeding. Jaws are clamped like doors on empty houses. Mothers who thought nothing was too good for their little darlings once now look at them and can't help wondering what they would taste like. So sharp are hunger's teeth that man and wife draw lots for who'll die first to feed the other. So many drop, yet we who see them fall barely have the strength to get them buried. Is this not true? 
cheeks and hollow eyes can testify. Oh, may those cities that drink plenty's cup and taste prosperity in every bite be mindful what they waste and think of us. The misery of Tarsus may be theirs. Where is King Cleon? Here, speak out the sorrows that you've rushed to tell. We lost the hope of comfort long ago. We've spotted from the shore a fleet of ships, a large and stately force headed oh. this way. Oh. I thought as much. One sorrow spawns another in her wake. Some neighboring nation, taking advantage of our misery, has stuffed their hollow holes with all their might to beat us down when we are on our knees. We needn't fear them, King, because their flags are white, and so display they come in peace. They're here to give us aid, and not as foes. Ah, oh, you speak like any child who doesn't know that those who mean most harm make fairest show. But let them do their worst. Why should we fear? Our nightmares have already come to pass. This is Pericles, Prince of Tyre. Lord Governor, for so we hear you are, do not let our ships and number of our men inspire fear or make you send up flares. At home, we heard about your miseries and now see desolation on your streets. Mm -hmm. We do not come to make your sorrows worse, but to relieve you of their heavy load. Our cargo is just grain to make your bread, and we'll give life to those almost starved dead. May the gods of Greece protect you. We will pray for you. Arise, I beg you, rise. We do not look for worship, but for love and safe harbor for our ships and our men. If any of my people should now fail to pay you with the thanks you so deserve, whether they be wives or kin or children, let heaven take revenge. They'll have our curse. You could not be more welcome here with us. <laughs> we feel that welcome. And now let us feast until the stars that frown look down in peace. <laughs> <laughs> come, come! The righteous center of our play breaks famine's curse and saves the day. He stays at Tarsus where all sing their praises to this savior king. But news from home will compromise his safety there, and comfort dies. Good Helicane sends news from home to Pericles, who distant roams, how Thaliard had come too late to be the bloody hand of fate. If Pericles wished not to die, his deputy at home says, Fly! So Pericles puts out to sea, where freedom lives, but never ease. Now the wind begins to blow, thunder above, and deeps below make riot, and his fragile ship can't keep him safe. The hull is split. And he, good prince, 
for all is lost is by the waves and tempest tossed. Now cease your rage, you angry stars of night. Wind, rain, and thunder. Remember, poor man cannot defend himself and yields to you. I cannot by my nature but obey, for soon the sea will cast me on those rocks. Flung from shore to shore, I'll be spit out there. And now, I cannot think but on my death. So let your triumph be my misery. You have deprived the king of all he has. His men are killed, and all he owns is just his naked skin and bones. Cruel fortune, having had her say, dunked him in salt and walked away. Such a pleasure, boss. Hmm? Get a move on or I'll smack you silly. Oh, really, boss? I'm just thinking of those poor guys that were shipwrecked right in front of us. An awful business, all those wailing souls. Yeah. It hurt my chest, the crying that we heard. <laughs> all those calls for help when we couldn't help them. Uh, see, boss, did I not say as much myself? I knew the porpoise jumping meant bad luck. Mm. They say they're half and half. Both fish and man was just, ugh, just gives me the creeps to tell the truth. The hell with them. Whenever I see them, I know my boat will be swamped, and then it is. I wonder how fish can live in the sea. Just like us men. The great ones eat the small. Just think of those rich misers who, like whales, can hunt the sea with their big open mouths. A world of little fish are sucked right in, uh -huh. and pretty soon a swallow downs them in one gulp. Oh. <sighs> How strange to hear the finny realm of fish so shrewdly used to analyze humans. They only need the sea to grasp the world. Blessings on your work, honest folk. Good day. Honest folk, good day? <laughs> You're pretty snooty for a naked guy. <laughs> As you can see, the sea has cast forth here. The sea must have had one hell of a drunken night if he's spitting out the likes of you this morning. <laughs> it's true. The sea has had its way with me. My body has been battered like a ball flung back and forth across wind and water. 
I've never had to beg. But now I must. You never begged before. That's where the money is, fella. There's them in this country who make better money begging than we do by working. (laughs) Can you fish? I never learned how. Oh, well, I guess you'll starve then. Because if you want to get anything these days, you got to know how to fish for it. Mm -hmm. Whoever I was once, I am not now. And what I have become is made of need. Rigid with cold. My heart is pumping ice. What strength I've left throws me here at your feet. To beg for pity which if you refuse. I only ask that you will bury me. What's he talking about burying him for? God forbid anybody go around dying as long as I have a shirt to give you. Mm-hmm. Here, put it on. And you get yourself warm. Now look at him. What a handsome fella. Yeah. You're coming home with us. And we'll have meat for holidays, Mm. fish for fasting days, Mm. and even sausages and flapjacks. And you'll be welcome with us. I thank you, sir. So listen, friend, you said you couldn't beg? I mean, I've never had to ask. Oh, there's an idea. I'll try asking for money instead of begging for it, and then I won't get whipped for panhandling. (laughs) (laughs) Hey! Yeah, I know, I know, boss. I'll go draw up the net. Haul away, boys. The nets are all cast. Haul away, boys. The weather... How well this honest humor suits their work. Listen, sir, do you know where you are? Not exactly. Well, then I'll tell you. This here's Pentapolis, and our king's the good Simonides. The good king Simonides, you call him? Aye, sir, and he deserves to be called that. He rules us all in peace and in justice. Happy king to be spoken of so well by subjects so far out of his hearing. Is his court a long way from the shore? Not so far, sir, just half a day's journey. And I'll tell you, he has a fair daughter. And what do you know? Tomorrow is her birthday. And there are princes and knights coming from all parts of the world to joust in a tournament for her love. If my fortune only equaled my desire, I'd be one of the knights contesting there. Help, boss! Help! Damn. I finally yank it out after all that, and it turns out it's just some rusty armor. Armor, friends? I pray you let me see it. Oh. Oh, thanks, Fortune. After all you've put me through, you've given me the means to save myself. This was my own part of my heritage, which my dead father once passed down to me. I beg of you, friends. To let me have this armor, for it was once protection of a king. Please, if you could guide me to your king's court, where with this suit I look a gentleman, I promise if my fortune should look up, I'll reward you. But till then, I'm in your debt. So you want to compete for the lady? I'll show the prowess I have in combat. Well, take it then, and gods give you good luck. (laughs) 
sure, 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 sure. But, um, listen, fella, we were the ones who hauled it out for you to begin with, so maybe there should be some kind of tip coming our way. Hmm. <laughs> if you do well in this thing, just remember where it came from. Believe me, I will. It's because of you that I'm clothed in steel. Only my friends, uh... I still seem to need a pair of pants. <laughs> well, we can get you some. We can make a pair out of my best shirt. And we'll bring you to the court. Then honor be my goal. I have a chance to change my luck with nothing but my lance. Are the knights all here for the procession? They are, my liege, and they are waiting to present themselves. Tell them we are ready. For my daughter, Thaisa, whose birthday is the occasion for this feast, <laughs> sits here like beauty's child to my right. Oh. We look on her and wonder at the sight. <laughs> it pleases you, my father, to make much and praise a beauty not worthy of such. That's just as it should be. For princes are the models heaven makes to see herself. Just as jewels lose shine if they're neglected, so hmm. princes their renown, if not respected. Your honor, daughter, is to welcome here each knight when with his emblems he appears. Which it will be my privilege now to do. Who is the first who now presents himself? A knight of Sparta, my renowned father. And the figure he bears upon his shield is speaking as he reaches for the sun. The Latin for, your light is life to me. Chalazi principissa! He loves you if he owes his life to you. Oh... Who is the second that presents himself? A prince of Macedon, my royal father. And the image he bears upon his shield is an armed knight who's conquered by a lady. <laughs> In Spanish, it reads, more by gentleness than by force. <laughs> Bravo, princesa! <laughs> Who's the third? The third is from Lydia. A burning torch that's been turned upside down. The motto is, Who feeds me, puts me out. Selam Olsun, Perances.
And who's the fourth and last, which now the knight himself with so much grace has delivered? He seems to be a stranger and presents a withered branch that's green only on top. The motto is just, in you lives my hope. Oh. Hail, princess. Oh. Mm. A pleasing thought. In his present state of mean misfortune, his hopes for glory all reside in you. (laughs) He well may be a stranger, for he comes to a fine festival so strange as he dressed. Opinion's foolish, if it thinks the guide to a man's nature is found on his outside. (laughs) But wait, the knights are coming, here we go. The time has finally come to see the show. <laughs> just, just, just. He'd better be more noble than he looks. It's hard not to dismiss him at a glance, for by his rusty armor, he appears to know more of the hayfork than the lance. Well, if he meant to let his armor rust, today we'll clean it for him in the dust. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Michael Goodfriend, executive producer of the Play On podcast series. If you're enjoying the Play On podcasts, I think you'll really enjoy listening to another series that I love. It's called The Gaily Prophet. The Gaily Prophet is the humorous yet ruthless Harry Potter analysis podcast of your dreams. The podcast is both very queer and very political, using the framework of Harry Potter to tackle real-world issues like transphobia, racism, and fatphobia, while still managing to be side-splittingly funny. As one of their reviewers said, If you want to queer the way you engage with the world of Harry Potter, challenge the systemic problems in that world as well as our own, have your heart torn in two by seeing the beauty in the what-ifs and laugh so hard it hurts, I urge you to give this podcast a listen. And I urge you too. Download The Gaily Prophet today and enjoy. Here's Pentapolis, and our king's the good Samonides. And I'll tell you, he has a fair daughter. And what do you know? Tomorrow is her birthday. And there are princes and knights coming from all parts of the world to joust in a tournament for her love. The motto is just, in you lives my hope. Hail, princess! Then honor be my goal. I have a chance to change my luck with nothing but my lands. 
Greetings, Your Highness. Greetings, good King Simonides. You have my humble thanks, good king. <laughs> Knights. To say you're welcome is superfluous. Make way for mirth, for feasts should be enjoyed. You are princes and my guests. But you, my knight and guest, I give to you this wreath of victory and crown you king of this day's happiness. <laughs> it was my luck, lady, more than my skill. Call it what you will, you're the winner. I trust there's no one here who'd begrudge you. When she made artists, art herself decreed to make some good, but others them exceed. You did that night. Now, come, queen of the feast, for that's what you are, daughter. Will you sit? (laughs) (laughs) You honor us, good King Simonides. Your presence gladdens me. Honor we love. He who hates honor hates the gods above. Sir, sir, your place is there. Somewhere else is more appropriate. Uh, uh, Don't argue, sir, for we are gentlemen. We aren't the kind who, if we lose the prize, envy the great or would the poor despise. (laughs) You are such courteous knights. Sit, sir, sit. (laughs) Now, Jove, I ask, since you are king of thoughts, why can't I dine when he is sitting there? By Juno, who is queen of marriage vows, why can't I taste a single thing I eat? My mouth wants him. Sure, he's a nobleman. Oh, he's just a country gentleman. He's done no more than other knights have done, broken a lance or two. Just let it pass. He seems like diamonds when compared to glass. This king's to me the mirror of my father, wherein I see the glory he once was, when princes sat like stars about his throne, and he was like a sun they could worship. But now his son's a glowworm in the night, who only shines in darkness, not in light. Do you enjoy yourselves, my knights? <laughs> How could we not in your royal presence? <laughs> then, with a goblet filled up to the brim as you love her, ah. lift it to this princess. <laughs> we drink this health to you. Ah, we, we thank, thank you, your grace. grace. But wait... That night sits far too melancholy, as if the entertainment in our court was not enough to warrant his applause. Did you notice, Thaisa? What is it to me, my father? Uh, Pay attention, my daughter. At times like this, a prince is like a god who gives the most to those who honor him. So, take his cup and fill it to the brim and say we lift our glass of wine to him. Alas, my father... It is not my place to show a stranger knight such a bold face. He might mistake my offer for offense, since men view women's gifts as impudence. What? Do as you are told, or I'll be angry. Now by the gods, he could not make me happier. And also tell him we would like to know where he's from, his name and parentage. Mm. The king, my father, sir, has drunk to you. I thank him. Wishing you a long and 
healthy life. I thank you both, and toast you in return. And also asks that you would let me know where you come from, your name and parentage. My name is Pericles. I come from Tyre. My education's been in arts and arms. I came to seek adventure in the world, and by the sea was robbed of ships and men. A shipwreck was what drove me to your shore. Oh. He thanks your grace. Hmm? Calls himself Pericles, hmm. a gentleman of Tyre. Oh. Who only by misfortune on the sea, ships and men lost, was washed up on this shore. Now, by the gods, I pity his misfortune, and I'll wake him from his melancholy. Hmm. Come, gentlemen, we've sat too long at table. We waste the time that might be better spent. Your suits will suit you for a soldier's dance. (laughs) Pericles, this lady needs exercise. Daughter? Thanks, gentlemen. You've all done very well. But you, Tyre, were the best. No. (laughs) And now, conduct these tired knights to all their separate rooms. You, sir, will be directed near my own. I am at your grace's pleasure. Mm. Princes, it is too late to talk of love, though that's (laughs) what I know you're thinking of. So, may you all go now and take your rest. Tomorrow, there'll be time to do your best. Lord Helicane. My lord, the truth can now at last be told. Mm. Antiochus was killed for his incest. The gods would not be satisfied with less. They couldn't withhold vengeance anymore for such a heinous capital offense. So, when he rode his chariot in state, all flecked with gold, his daughter by his side, lightning bolts fell and fried them. One by one. Like so much grease, they stank beneath the sun. Now those who used to fawn and kiss their feet won't even scrape their remnants from the street. It's all so strange. Mm -hmm. And yet, only justice. For, though he was great, how great is any lord when heaven, roaring, takes her just rewards, huh? Uh, It is very true. Hmm. Lord Helicane, a word. With me, with pleasure. All is well, my lord. 
Not well. Our grievances have risen up, like water that soon overflows the cup. Your grievances? Wrong not, Pericles. The prince you love. Don't wrong yourself, then, noble Helicane. If our king lives, then let us salute him, or know at least the land he's gone to grace. If he is in the world, we'll seek him out. If he is dead, then let us find his grave. Oh, that he is dead seems likely by this time. Sir, you know how to rule us. Take control. Uh, uh. We want your guidance. We'll submit to you. Long live Helicanus. Ah, uh, ah, uh, for honor's sake, hold off on this a while. Another year is all I ask of you, that we might wait for our good king's return. <laughs> and if he doesn't come in twelve months' time, I'll take on kingship's yoke in all good faith. But if I cannot coax you to this course, go search then, like the nobles that you are. If you should find our prince... Bring him back home, and you shall sit like diamonds in his crown. It's fools who will not yield to certain wisdom. And since Lord Helicane has asked us to, it seems the time to travel is upon us. Mm. Ah, then all is well between us. Let's take hands. When lords unite, a kingdom ever stands. You there. My daughter's letter? Here, my lord. Ah, she tells me here she'll wed the stranger knight, or never more will view the morning light. She doesn't care if I approve or not. (laughs) Though, as it happens, I commend her choice. (laughs) But here he comes. I'll play with him a while. Sir, Lord Pericles is here. Mm Mm-hmm. All blessings on the good Simonides. Hmm? Ah, to you as much. Uh, sir, I am in your debt. I thank you for your sweet music last night, sir. You are music's master. Oh, the least of all her scholars, my good lord. Let me ask you one thing. What do you think of my daughter, sir? A most virtuous princess. And she's fair, too, is she not? As a fair day in summer, wondrous fair. Sir... My daughter thinks very well of you, aye, so well, that she wants you for her master, and she will be your scholar. What say you? I'm not worthy to be her schoolmaster. She disagrees. Just read this letter here. What's this? She writes here that she loves the Knight of Tyre. Does this king seek my life by some dark snare? Oh, do not try to trap me, gracious lord. I am a stranger here. Mm. I've suffered much. I never aimed so high as to love your daughter, and all I've done was meant to honor her. You have bewitched my daughter. You're a villain. By the gods, I never did. Not even in my thoughts did I offend her. (laughs) I have not sought her love by any deed or risk affronting you in any way. Traitor, you lie. Traitor? Yes, traitor. If it were not a king who called me traitor, I'd throw that lie right back into his face. 
Now, by the gods, I have to like his courage. My actions are as noble as my thoughts that never indulged in base desires. I came to your court to fight for honor and not to undermine your majesty. <laughs> if anyone has spoken out against me, this sword shall prove my honor and his lie. Really? Oh, here comes my daughter. She will bear me out. <gasps> you, who are as virtuous as fair, assuage your father's anger with the truth. Did I solicit you in any way, or talk to you at any time of love? Why, sir, say if you had. Far from offend, it would have made me glad. What? So, mistress, now you think you can command. Uh, what? what? I'll tame you, and you'll be subject to me. What is this? You think, though you have not had my consent, you can bestow affection where you will? Um. And on a stranger? What is... Therefore, my girl, my guest, um. I now decide. My sentence is that you be... man and bride. <gasps> what the... <laughs> 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 my rule is harsh, and so I now command you seal your penance with your lips and hands... Let punishment continue with a kiss. May all your marriage trials end like this. Well, are you happy now? Yes! If you love me, sir. Even as my life or my beating heart. So are you both agreed? Yes. If, if it, it please, please your, your majesty. majesty. It pleases me so much to see you wed. Hmm. I'll send you off tonight to your shared bed. <laughs> <laughs> Come. Let us not waste time. Come. Sleep makes still the festive house. All's darkness, every candle doused. The only sound, the well-fed snores of wedding guests behind closed doors. The cats, with eyes like burning coals, sit sly with patience at mouse holes. And crickets in the hearth sound sweet as cooling ovens lose their heat. So Hymen brought the bride to bed, where by the loss of maidenhead, a babe's conceived. And now attend. We'll vault the time we needn't spend. While in the womb his child is curled, his lords have searched across the world. They failed their quest. But still reports from Tyre finally reach the court of kindly King Simonides, who hands him letters where he reads, Return to home is overdue. His pregnant wife begs she go too. He cedes to her with anxious heart, and so with sorrow they depart. Hold fast, Lycorda, her nurse, she takes. 
And so to sea, the great waves break against their ship, the weather turns, and soon the sea with fury churns. Their salt-streaked vessel ducks and dives. No! Behold! Watch out! Watch out! They cling and fear for all their lives. At the center of the sea, the lady screams, The child in me! Help her! And labor turns its mortal vice. Her belly's wrapped as birth pangs slice. Her body, like the ship, is pinned. The storm without, the storm within. Help her! Help her! I won't relate what happens then. Imagination needs again to see the ship all brined with tears, where sea-tossed Pericles appears. Oh, God of this cruel vast, subdue these surges that wash up into heaven and through hell, lock up all your winds. In shackles bind the forces you have called up from the deep, and still the deafening thunder as you quench the nimble flame of lightning. Oh! How, Lycorida, how does my queen? Oh, you vicious storm! Will you destroy yourself? The seaman's whistle is like a whisper in the ears of death unheard. Diana! I pray to you, goddess of all birth and midwife gentle to those that cry by night. Come here to us and board our seething boat. Come ease the pangs of my queen's labor. No, my corridor! How does my queen... Next Chapter Podcast is proud to present the Play On Podcast series, Coriolanus. In a new modern English verse translation by Sean San Jose. Hear Shakespeare's tragedy about the legendary Roman leader who fell prey to the people and politicians he swore to protect. Performed entirely by women and gender non-binary actors. Go to playonpodcast.com to learn more. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. such a place, who, if it understood, would die, as I may do. Take into your arms this poor remnant of your dead queen. How? How, my corridor? Peace, sir. Don't add more water to the storm. Here's all that is left living of your queen, a little daughter. For the sake of her, be manly and take comfort. Oh, you gods! Why do you make us love your sweetest gifts that snatch them straight away? 
We here below don't take back what we've given in good faith. In that, we're more generous than you. Be calm, good Pericles. If only for her sake. Now, mild may be thy life, for no baby's had more blustering of birth. Quiet and gentle be all your days hence. After the rudest welcome to this world that ever met a prince's child. Happy what follows. You've had as violent a nativity as fire, water, heaven, and earth can make to summon you from the womb. And what you've lost at first is something more than all your life to come can compensate. Now may the gods look down on you with grace. God save you, sir! Have your courage! Courage enough. I do not fear the storm. It's done its worst to me. But for the love of this poor infant, this fresh new sailor, I wish you would be calm. Sir, your queen must overboard. The sea is running high, the wind is fierce, and will not die until the ship is emptied of the dead. That's your superstition. Excuse me, sir, but when you know this seagoing life like we do, you know enough to follow its customs. So let her go, sir. She must go overboard. As you think best, most wretched queen. Here she lies, sir. A terrible childbed you have had, my dear. No light, no fire. The harsh elements forgot you utterly, nor have I time to give you proper funeral rites. But now must cast you barely coffin to the sea where all that marks your grave will have to be the cold eternal stars. The spouting whale, the aching water must hang over your corpse where you lie with simple shells. Like Orida. Prepare me spices, ink and paper, and my satin chest. Go now, while I say a, a prayer and farewell to her. Quickly, woman! Sir, we have a chest beneath the hatches, caulked, waterproofed, and ready. I thank you. Mariner, say what coast is this? We are near Tarsus. To Tarsus, good Mariner. Change the course from Tyre. When can you reach it? By break of day if the wind abates. Oh, head for Tarsus! I must visit Cleon. Surely the babe cannot survive till Tyre. I'll leave her there to be looked after. Go about it, good man. I'll bring the body shortly. Philemon, are you there? Did you call me? Saruman, sir? Make a fire and find food for these men. Yes, sir. It's been a violent and raging night. Good day to your lordship. Good day. My friends, what brings you to me so early? 
sir, our lodgings stand right up against the sea and shook as the earth shook. The very rocks beneath our feet seemed just about to split and bring our houses down. Our fears drove us to quit our own homes. That's why you find us here before the dawn. It's not for will to work. <laughs> oh, honest man. But I'm amazed that you with your sound home should shake off all the ease of your soft bed. It seems strange that you'd take on discomforts willingly, without being compelled by your own need. I've always thought that virtue and wisdom were greater gifts than status or mere riches. I've studied medicine, that secret art. By reading the great doctors, I have learned and mastered by my practice so much craft that I can call upon a remedy for any mortal illness that I meet. I'd rather gather knowledge as I do than seek after the faint flicker of fame or tie my pleasure up in silken bags. Money's for fools. It cannot hold off death. <laughs> to life. Your honor has through Ephesus spread forth such charity and skillful expertise. Hundreds say they are your grateful debtors, restored <laughs> to life by you. They praise your name. What's that? Sir, just now the sea tossed up this chest upon the shore. It's from some wreck. Put it down. Let's take a look. It's like a coffin, sir. Whatever it is, it's wondrous heavy. Did the sea cast it up? They never saw so huge a wave, sir, as the one that threw it on the shore. Wrench it open, then. If the sea has eaten too much treasure, and fate conspires that she should spew it here, then lucky us. You're right, my lord. How tightly it is caught! But wait. That smell. How sweet that is to me. Yes, it is fine. As any scent I've known. So, open it. Mighty gods, is this a corpse? So strange. Wrapped in royal cloth, embalmed with treasure and nestled in spice. A passport, too. I'll read it out. By this you may understand, where'er this coffin comes to land, I, King Pericles, have lost this queen. Whose worth is beyond cost. Please see to her burying. She was the daughter of a king. Take this treasure as your fee and bless you for your charity. If you still live, Pericles, you have a heart that must be cracked with woe. This was last night. Most likely, sir. Yes, certainly last night. For look how fresh she looks. <sighs> they were too quick that threw her in the sea. Huh. 
Bring me all the boxes from my cabinet. Yes, my lord. Death can visit life for several hours, and even then a soul can be recalled. There was a man, I heard, an Egyptian, who lay once for a full nine hours dead, but was resuscitated with great skill. Well done. That's right. Make her warm. Wrap the cloths. The gentle, soulful music that you play. Play it now, I ask you. Aye, Lord. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. strain again. Can you hear me? More music, please. I beg you, give her air. Gentlemen, this queen will live. Nature awakes. Her breath is warm. She's not been unconscious for more than five hours. See, she starts to breathe into her life's flower again. The wonder of this deed shall seal your fame. The gods act here. <sighs> she is alive. <sighs> Behold, her eyelids. Cases of those heavenly jewels that Pericles thought lost begin to part. Live and make us weep to hear your story, fair creature. Your fate has been so strange. Oh, dear Diana, where am I? Where's my lord? What world is this? Oh. I'm mystified. Uncanny. Quiet, gentlemen. Give me your help. Bear her to the next room. Her life hangs in the balance as we speak, and now relapse is fatal. Come, then come. And may the god of healing guide us. Easy, easy. Easy. Tarsus mourns your departure, Prince Pericles. Most honorable Cleon, I must go now. My twelve months are now up. My kingdom stands in a restless state. My babe, 
Marina. For born at sea, I thought I'd name her that. I now do cast upon your charity and leave as an infant in your care. I ask that you might bring her up a princess so she might learn the manners of her birth. Have no fear, my lord. We all remember you were the one who saved us from the famine. I have one myself who shall not be more dear to me in care than yours, my lord. Madam, my thanks and prayers. <laughs> oh, no more tears, Lycorida, no tears. Look after your young mistress, for her grace in turn will comfort you. Come then, my lord. Thank you, Philemon. Madam. Philemon, a moment with our patient? Yes, my lord. Hmm. Madam, this letter and some brilliant jewels lay with you in your coffin. They are yours. Do you know the hand that wrote this letter? It is my husband's. I do remember being out to sea, though I was pregnant. But whether I delivered there, I wish I knew. Oh, what I'd give if I knew that. But since my noble Pericles is dead, and I'll never see my wedded lord again, I will take on the veil of chastity and nevermore no joy. Madam, if you mean truly what you say, Diana's temple is not so far off. There you may know peace until you know death. Hmm. And also, if you like, a niece of mine will attend you there. The only thing I have to give is thanks. But what I owe you is no less than my life. Imagine Pericles returned to Tyre. His welcome there was all he could desire. His woeful queen we leave at Ephesus, where she becomes Diana's votaress. And make Marina our concern, as now to her the play will turn. At Tarsus, Cleon had her train in music study, and she gained by education so much grace that she's the wonder of the place and much admired. She doesn't know that monster envy wakes below, and threatening Marina's life now treason sharpens her cold knife. King Cleon has a daughter who is just the age for marriage, too. Her name is Philiton, and she is with Marina constantly. She sees Marina work on cloth as delicate as wings of moths. And when she plays upon the lute, the sweetest nightbird listens. Mute. 
She writes Diana tender odes. All graces seem on her bestowed. Poor Philiton's accomplishments don't draw as many compliments. She can't compete. Marina still surpasses her in every skill. Praise falls on her like summer rain while Philiton retreats in pain. And Cleon's wife with envy stares, devising murder. She prepares for Marina's secret slaughter, thinking that by this her daughter would stand alone. Marina's left without protection and bereft. Lycorida, her nurse, has died. And so, unknowing, she collides with jealousy that's armed by hate. It may be that it is her fate to die for her own excellence. But these and all the next events by your imagination see. You set the stage for what will be. Dionysa enters here, and now a murderer appears. <sighs> you took an oath to me once. Now obey. <sighs> it's just a job. No one will ever know. Easy enough to do, and once you have, you reap a nice reward. I'll do it. Though she does seem good to me. The better for the gods to have her then. <sighs> there she is. Still weeping for her nurse. You'll do it? Madam, I will. Hmm. No. I'll strip apparel from the earth to strew your grave with flowers. Yellows, blues, some purple violets and marigolds. I shall spread as a carpet where you lie while these summer days still last. Marina! What are you doing all alone? Why is it my daughter's not with you? Don't drain your life's blood out with sorrowing. <sighs> you have a nurse in me. Look how your face is shadowed by despair and useless woe. Give me those flowers, I... or the sea will wreck them. <sighs> Walk with Leonine. The air is bracing. It always gives me such an appetite. Leonine, give your arm. Go, walk with her. <clears throat> no, please. I can't deprive you of your servant. Come, come. I love the king, your father, and you too. Like family. We expect him every day. What will he think if this is how he finds you? Far from the perfection of my letters, but damaged in our care? He will resent the long journey and blame my lord and me for not taking care of you. So please walk. And do cheer up. You know depression's bad. For the complexion. Yours was once admired by young and old, and should be so again. <sighs> Don't worry. I can go back home alone. Well, I will go, if you are so insistent. Right then. I know that it will do you good. 
Walk half an hour at least then, Leonine. Uh. Remember what I've said. I do, madam. I'll leave you, my sweet princess, for a while. Walk carefully, and do not stir your blood. I must take care of you. Thanks, sweet madam. Is the wind out of the west? No. South. West. When I was born, the wind was from the north. Is that so? Mm. My father, my nurse said, did not show fear, but hangs onto the mast and braves the sea that nearly swamps the ship and floods the deck. Wait, 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 when was this? (laughs) When I was born. Never were the waves or wind more violent. Say your prayers, lady. What do you mean? If you need a little time to pray, then go ahead. But don't take long with it. Gods pick up quick. And anyway, I swore to do my work fast. What? (laughs) Why would you kill me? Please, my lady. Why would she want me killed? I can't remember once in my whole life that I have ever hurt her. No, I can't. What have I done that makes her think my death would profit her? What threat am I to her? It's my orders to do the thing and not to justify it. But you won't do it. Not for all the world. I saw you get hurt when you stepped in to break up a fight. It showed you at your best. Step in again and rescue me the weakest. Please save me. I made an oath, and that's the end of it. Next Chapter Podcast is proud to present the Play On Podcast series, King Lear. I'll stand in honor of the royal family. Starring Keith David. Our most dear and honored King Lear. In a new modern English verse translation by Marcus Gardley. Tell me, dearest daughters, which of you shall say she loves me most? You did not obey our father and therefore deserve the punishment handed down to you. Hear Shakespeare's epic tragedy performed by some of the most accomplished actors of our time. Only the grave now can bring me peace. Go to playonpodcast.com to learn more. There's a sickness that comes with age. Anyone can see how this world works. Just look with your ears. Have a splendid life. sharpens her cold knife. Cleon's wife with envy stares, devising murder. You took an oath to me once. Now obey. I'll do it, though she does seem good to me. <gasps> Say your prayers, lady. I swear to do my work fast. Why would you kill me? I made an oath, and that's the end of it. <laughs> Pirates! 
our prize mates. <laughs> we'll all get a piece of her. I know what piece I want, boys. <laughs> get her on board right now. These thieves all serve the great pirate Valdez. And now they steal Marina. Ah, let her go. She's not gonna return. I'll swear she's killed and thrown into the sea. <laughs> Come here. <laughs> Legs for days. Oh, I'd like to get a taste of that. Up, <laughs> girls. Search hard around the market. Middleine is full of Johns. We lost too much money on a market day by not having enough girls to sell. We've never been so short of stock and whores. We've only got three measly ones, and there's only so much they can handle. So you want me to search the market? You got any better ideas? The junk we have now, a strong wind will blow to pieces. They're so rotted out. You've said it. They are too eaten up with the pox. That poor Transylvanian guy's dead. The one that slept mm-hmm. with that little piece of garbage? Yeah, she wrecked him good. Turned him into yeah. a hot meal for the worms, but quick. <laughs> anyway, I'll go search the market. Uh, three or four thousand gold coins would set us up nicely to retire. <laughs> Why retire? Oh, 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 what we make isn't worth the risks at this point. Besides, the fact that the gods are probably not too crazy about us is reason enough to pack it in. <laughs> oh, anyway, here's Bolt. Come on in here, sports. You say she's a virgin? No doubt about it, sir. Boss, I made a deal for this piece here. Marina. Marina's her name. If you like her, great. If not, I've lost my deposit. So, what's she got going for her, Bolt? She's got a good face. Speaks nice, mm. and she's got excellent clothes. Mm. What, you gonna refuse her with all that? How much is she, bolts? I can't get her for anything less than a thousand gold pieces. Well, follow me, my boys. You'll get your money in a minute. Take her in there, wife. Teach her what she has to do so she's not too raw when she starts getting work. Bolts! Take some notes on her, the color of her hair, her skin height, her age, along with the guarantee of her virginity. Then go out and announce that whoever puts up the most cash can have her first. Say no more. I'm on it. If only Leonine hadn't been so slow but stabbed me right away, or if those pirates had thrown me overboard to seek my mother. Why so unhappy, pretty one? Because I am pretty. Come on now. The gods have done all right by you. I don't blame them. Well, you've landed in my lap now, and this is where you've got to live. Too bad for me to escape from the hands where I was going to die. Yes, you're going to have a life of pleasure. No, 
Yes, indeed. You'll get to sample gentlemen of all kinds. You'll do just fine. You'll be getting a really broad experience. Men of every race and color. And... What? How come you're stopping up your ears? Are you a woman? What else do you think I am if I'm not a woman? If you're not an honest woman, you're not a woman. Well, oh, the hell with you, you sniveling little fresh meat. Looks like I'm going to have some trouble with you. You're just a green sapling. I'm going to have to bend into... Bolt's back! Now, sir, have you advertised her in the market? I have advertised her down to the number of her hairs. (laughs) I've drawn her portrait with my voice. (laughs) And how, may I ask, did you find the inclination of the populace, especially the young fellows? I'm telling you, they listened to me like I was reading their daddy's will. There was a Spaniard who wanted her so much, his mouth was watering. He could have rutted with her description. Ah, We'll have him here tomorrow with his best duds on. Tonight. (laughs) Tonight. But, mistress, you you know the French knight, whose legs are bowed by the pox? Who? Monsieur Varolas? That's the one. He got so excited, he started hopping around... And then he groaned and swore he'd see her tomorrow. <laughs> well, fine. He lugs that disease with him everywhere he goes. All he does here is top it up. I'm sure he'll come and scatter his coins around in the morning. <laughs> oh, here's the thing, honey. You've got a fortune coming your way. Listen to me. You've got to seem like you're afraid to do what you really want to do. And also, act like you just hate making money, even when you're rolling in it. (laughs) I don't understand you. She is too much, mistress. (laughs) Hmm. All this blushing and simpering of hers will have to be thumped out of her with some practice. Mm. You have a point. It will. Even the bride who goes to bed legally feels some shame. Well, some do, and some do not. (laughs) But, uh, mistress, since I made the bargain for this joint of meat... Fair enough. You may cut a morsel off the spit. Yes, and so I will. But first, Bolt, spend that in town. Get the word around about who's planning to come get some of this... We won't lose anything by having lots of customers. (laughs) Oh, I guarantee you, mistress, I'll bring some home tonight. (laughs) Come on, then. Follow me. If fire's hot, knives sharp, or water's deep, my virgin not untied, I swear I'll keep. Diana, help me now! (laughs) What do the likes of us have to do with (laughs) I All righty, Lammy. Come in with us! <laughs> Why are you so foolish? What's done is done. 
Dionysa, this is a murder. Fouler than the sun has ever witnessed. I thought you were a man and not a child. If I were the ruler of the wide world, I'd give back all I had to undo this. A lady and a princess. She could stand an equal next to any crown on earth in virtue as in blood. What will you say when noble Pericles, on his return here, asks you for his child? That she is dead. Oh, nurses are not the gods. Since those they tend, they cannot always save. I'll say she died one night. Who can object? Oh, please, shut up. There is nothing the gods hate more than this. This is the worst. You're one of those that thinks the little birds of Tarsus will fly there and chirp all this to Pericles. In such an evil business, a person who gives his nod to this in any way might as well have had a hand in the crime, dishonoring his family and his blood. So be it. No one knows of this but you. And since Leonine's gone, no one need know. She stood between my daughter and her fortune. No one would look at Philiton. Instead, they gaped in admiration at Marina and then treated our dear daughter as a slut to kick aside. Stab me to the heart. I can only think it was a kindness performed to benefit your only child. Heaven forgive you. And as for Pericles, what can he say? (sighs) We wept at her funeral. We're still in mourning. Her monument is almost done. The letters writ in glittering gold are yards of praises, all at great length and even greater cost. We've paid through the nose. You are a harpy. Behind your angel's face lies treachery, and under those soft feathers, eagle's talons. (laughs) You're a little superstitious Betty. Whining your allegiance to the gods. But in the end... I know that you'll obey me. And now, we'll turn our minds to Pericles, who's cast himself once more on shifting seas. Attended by his company of men, he longs to see his daughter once again. The friendly winds and sound boats have now brought the king safely to Tarsus, where he thought he'd fetch his daughter home. But she is gone. So Pericles, in sorrow, is consumed. He's racked by grief to see his girl entombed. He mourns his child. And here we stop to quote the epitaph that Dionysa wrote. The fairest and the best is sleeping here, who died in bud ere blossoms could appear. She was the child of noble Pericles, who named her for her birth upon the seas. Marina she was called, by tempest tossed, a paragon beloved and cruelly lost. From Tarsus he will leave, but first he swears he'll never wash his face or cut his hair. In sackcloth he sets out upon the tide. The tempest that he suffers is inside. Let Pericles believe his daughter's dead and think 
that this is where his fate has led. But now, Marina's ordeal sets the scene as we return to hateful Mytilene. hear the like. No, nor ever shall again in such a place. What are the odds of finding her in there? That gods should be preached where whores do work. It's nothing anyone expects to see. I know. I can't stand brothels anymore. <gasps> shall we go hear the Vestal Virgins sing? I only want now to be virtuous. I won't visit the whorehouse anymore. <laughs> Will I give twice what I paid for her if she'd never shown up in the first place? Damn her! Damn her sideways! She could freeze the god of sex long enough to unpeople the world for a generation. If we can't get her bonked, we gotta get her out. When she should be doing her duty by her clients and me, She's giving me excuses. Her quibbles, her quirks, her little reasons, her big reasons, her prayers, her pleas, her cares, her knees. If the devil begged a kiss, 20 minutes with her could turn him into a Puritan. You're right. Uh, I've got to plow her myself. Or next thing you know, all our customers will be signing up for the priesthood. The pox on her sweet innocence. It's true. <laughs> the pox is about the only thing that would slow her down. <laughs> Look. Here comes Lord Lysimachus in disguise. <gasps> We'd have all his highborn friends and the lowlife rubbing elbows in there if Miss Holier Than You would just put out... Hi there, fellows. Oh! Ta-da! Lord Lysimachus! <laughs> we would never have known. What are you asking for a dozen virgins tonight? Hmm? <laughs> May the gods bless your honorable sir. I'm glad to see your honor in good health. <laughs> I'm sure you are. Have you got some healthy transgression for a man to indulge in? <laughs> Anything that won't involve a doctor afterward? <laughs> we do have one here, sir. If she'd just... Do the deed of darkness, as it were? Hmm? Your honor knows the way to put it. But there's never been anything like her in Middleene. Well, call her forth then. Call her forth. <laughs> You'd need a poet, sir, to do justice to this creature. Mm. Her flesh and blood, soft and dewy, puts you in mind of a blushing rose. Ooh. But, as they say, a rose isn't a rose without a thorn, which means that all roses need pricks. And she... But I won't say more. Mm. Yes, go on. No, sir, uh, I can be modest. That's a good quality in a pimp. Makes you seem like you don't enjoy your work. There are plenty who claim such purity with about as much right to it. Here comes a blossom that's still on the stem. Unplucked, unplucked, I guarantee it. Isn't she a beauty? Ooh. Mm -mm -mm. 
Here's your money. Leave us. I beg your honor. Just a moment. Let me have a word with her. I'll be done in no time. Please, go ahead. First, I'll have you know this is an honorable man. I hope to find him so if I can know him honorably. Second, he's the governor of this country, and I'm obliged to him. If he governs the country, you are indeed obliged to him. But whether or not that makes him an honorable man is what I don't know. Listen, you. No more of your prim hair-splitting. Will you be nice to him? He will fill your lap with gold. What he will do as a gentleman, I will be thankful for. Are you done? My lord, she's not quite broken in yet. You'll have to be patient with her and soften her up as you go. Hmm. Come on. Let's leave his honor with her alone. (laughs) Hi, this is Michael Goodfriend, executive producer of the Play On podcast series. If you're enjoying the Play On podcasts, I think you'll really enjoy listening to another series that I love. It's called The Gaily Prophet. The Gaily Prophet is the humorous yet ruthless Harry Potter analysis podcast of your dreams. The podcast is both very queer and very political, using the framework of Harry Potter to tackle real-world issues like transphobia, racism, and fatphobia, while still managing to be side-splittingly funny. As one of their reviewers said, If you want to queer the way you engage with the world of Harry Potter, challenge the systemic problems in that world as well as our own, have your heart torn in two by seeing the beauty in the what-ifs and laugh so hard it hurts, I urge you to give this podcast a listen. And I urge you too. Download The Gaily Prophet today and enjoy. Boss, I made a deal for this piece here. Marina. Marina's her name. Bolt, take some notes on her. The color of her hair, her skin height, her age, along with the guarantee of her virginity. Then go out and announce that whoever puts up the most cash can have her first. Hmm, all this blushing and simpering of hers will have to be thumped out of her with some practice. <laughs> Look! Here comes Lord Lysimachus in disguise. We'd have all his highborn friends and the lowlife rubbing elbows in there if Miss Holier Than You would just put out. Come on, let's leave his honor with her alone. Get! (laughs) Now, pretty one, how long have you been working at this trade? What trade, sir? Well, if I name it, I'll offend you. I can't be offended by my trade. Please, name it. How long have you been of this... profession? (laughs) Ever since I can remember. Did you start so young? Were you in the game at five or seven? Earlier too, sir, if that's what I am now. Well, the house you're living in advertises you as a creature who can be bought... So you know it's a house of that kind, and yet you step into it? 
I heard it said that you were an honorable man and the governor of this place. Oh, I see. You heard something about my power, and that's why you're so standoffish, waiting for something better from me. But I assure you, pretty one, my position means I can't see you formally or know you outside of this house. So let's go someplace private and get started. Come on. If you were born to honor, show it now. If someone thought you so, prove they were right. But honor, sir, is what is now at stake. Let justice, which you serve, guide you tonight. My life is still unstained. It's yours to harm. But if you should deface my spirit's home, this workmanship of heaven made for good, it would be your own honor that you'd kill. Abusing justice, you would rob from me the only thing I have that makes me free. What's this? How's that? Keep talking then, my sage. I can only speak as what I am, sir. A maid whom fortune flung into the sty where I have seen diseases bought and sold for more than any medicine could yield. Oh, if the watching gods would just release me, I'd leave this wretched place forevermore. I'd welcome life as any common bird if I could just fly free in the clean air. I did not think that you could speak like that. Indeed, I never dreamt it possible. If I came here with a corrupted mind, what you said has changed me, and my foul thoughts have all been washed to brightness by your grace. I came here thinking I would pay the price, one piece of gold for your virginity, but what you've taught me is the cost of vice. Here's twenty to repay your honesty. <laughs> you owe me nothing. I need only this. That you go live your life of righteousness. Gods give you strength to settle for no less. May the good gods preserve you. Though I came to this place with ill will tonight, I hate it now from roof beams to floorboards. <laughs> Fare you well. <laughs> you are incarnate virtue. I don't doubt that you are noble in your ancestry. Wait, lady, here is yet more gold for you. Uh -huh. Any man who comes to rob your honor, I curse him. Let him die, just like a thief. If you hear from me again, I promise it will be for your good. <laughs> I beg your honor, <laughs> one piece of gold for me? Get thee behind me, doorkeeper of hell. Huh? If this pure maid was not standing inside it, your house would sink into the stinking mud and smother all inside. Out of my way! <laughs> What's this? Looks like we need to try a different tactic with you. If your cranky chastity is going to unhinge the whole household, I'll be a neutered lapdog! Snap to it! Where do you want me to go? I've got to get you unvirginized. Come on now. We're not going to have any more gentlemen driven off. Come on now, I said. 
What's the matter? Oh, it just gets worse and worse, mistress. She was talking about holy things with <laughs> Lord Lysimachus. Oh, monstrous. She makes our profession seem like it stinks to high heaven. That's it. String her up forever. That nobleman would have treated her like a nobleman does, but she sent him away as cold as a snowball saying his prayers. Bolt. Take her away. Do whatever you like to her. Crack the glass of her virginity and make her behave. Oh. <laughs> Even if she was a thornier piece of ground than she is, I'd plow her up. Do you hear this, you gods? She's conjuring something down. Take her away. I wish she'd never come through my doors. To hell with you. She was born to ruin us. Why won't you just lie down and take it like the rest of womankind? Come, mistress, come along with me. What are you going to do to me? I'm just going to take away the jewel you're holding so damn tight between your knees. Please, tell me one thing first. All right, what's your one thing? Who's the worst person you've ever known? <laughs> Could be my master. Or maybe his wife. Neither of them is half as bad as you. They rule you, and you are at their command. Your state is one a tortured fiend in hell wouldn't trade with his for all his suffering. You hold the doors for the foulest breed of men. The kind who slinks around here to find his whore. The worst scum of the world thinks it's his right to slap you if he wants. And what you eat is tainted by the air of this foul place. What would you have me do? Go to the war, maybe, where a man may serve seven years for the privilege of losing a leg and not have made enough to buy a wooden one? Do anything but this you're doing now. Empty chamber pots or clean the sewers. Make yourself apprentice to the hangman. All of those would be improvements on this. What you do, a baboon, if he could speak, would say was far beneath his dignity. Oh, if the gods would save me from this place. Here, take this gold from me. What? If your master wants to profit from me, tell him that I can sing, weave, sew, and dance. I will agree to teach any of these. Once you get the word out in this city, there'll be plenty of students coming here. But can you teach all that different stuff? <laughs> Prove that I cannot, and you can sell me to the vilest John you've ever known. Well, I will see what I can do for you. <laughs> if I can find you a placement, I will. Let it be among honest women. Mm, my God, I'm not sure I've ever met one. Anyway, I'll do what I can for you. <laughs> Come on, then. That's how Marina flees the place and chances into an honest house, far from harm's reach. She sings like an immortal, and she dances for those among the lucky ones she'll teach. With her needle flashing, she composes the likenesses of bud, bird, branch, or berries. Her art is like a sister to the roses. Her silken thread, the twin of the red cherry. 
Her father is now at sea, and it is there that waters churn and twisting tempests blow. The coast he lands on happens to be where his daughter lives, though that he doesn't know. His ship is grand and black against the sky as stars come out and day begins to dim. In Mytilene, he's anchored by and by. Lysimachus goes out to welcome him. Let your imagination make the stage, the ship where Pericles is cloaked in woe. So listen as the players now engage, and what is yours to see is theirs to show. Greetings, honorable sir. May the gods preserve you. Ah, the same to you. May you outlive me and die a happy man. <laughs> you are too kind. While we on shore were honoring God Neptune, I looked to see your regal vessel here. I thought I'd come to know where you were from. Well, first, what's your position? I am Lysimachus, governor of the city where you are anchored. Ah, uh, sir, our ship is from Tyre, and in it is the king. No. A man who hasn't spoken to anyone, nor taken sustenance, oh. but to prolong his grief for these three months. But what is the reason for his woeful state? It's too long a tale to tell you now, but he suffers most from the twin losses of a beloved daughter and a wife. Oh, might we see him? You may, but I must tell you, it is useless. He will not speak to anyone. Even so, let me... Meet him. Behold him. Oh, this was a fine man. Until disaster struck one fatal night and drove him to this. Good king, we greet you. May the gods bless you. Greetings, royal sir. This is in vain. He will not speak to you. Good sir, we have a maid in Mytilene who I would bet could win some words from him. Go, fetch her hither. Yes, sir. I have no doubt that her sweet harmonies and other skills could charm him and unblock the ears that have been deafened by his woe. She is as blessed as a summer day, and with her maiden cohort now resides in the leafy grove that rests in the crook of the island's arm. Mm, I'm sure it's useless. Yet, uh, we will do all that might work. But, sir, Hmm? I must once more entreat you now to tell me the cause of your king's sorrow. Mm, Sit, uh, sir. I'll tell you all. But wait, I'm interrupted. Oh, here's the lady that I sent for. Welcome, fair one, welcome. My lord. Isn't she a beauty? Indeed she is. 
If, with your artful charms, you can entreat this silent man to speak despite his will, it seems you can expect to be repaid beyond what you have ever known before. Sir, I'll do all I can to comfort him, but I need to approach him alone. Come, let's withdraw. Yes, and may the gods look kindly on her work. at night hmm. a flower no one's ever seen hmm. and as she blooms the moon makes her bright breathing her perfume in the forest green If you're a fan of theater, check out the podcasts at Broadway Radio. Broadway Radio creates podcasts for all sorts of theater fans, industry insiders, super fans, people just looking to stay in touch with what is happening in the theater world. Broadway Radio has podcasts for you. Today on Broadway comes out every morning, Monday through Friday, with 20 minutes of news about Broadway and the larger theater community. On Sunday, This Week on Broadway is a one-hour show that reviews Broadway, Off-Broadway, and beyond. Broadway Radio also has special shows added into their schedule all the time, so that you never have to go without a theater podcast. Their newest show, This Week in Theater, focuses on theater beyond New York, with reports from all over the U.S. reaching the best of the regions. Their team of 10 hosts will bring you closer to the theater than you have ever been. You can check out all of their shows at broadwayradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Uh, sir, our ship is from Tyre, and in it is the king, a man who hasn't spoken to anyone, nor taken sustenance, but to prolong his grief for these three months. Might we see him? You may, but I must tell you, it is useless. He will not speak to anyone. Behold him. Oh, this was a fine man. Until disaster struck one fatal night and drove him to this. Good sir, we have a maid in Mytilene who I would bet could win some words from him. Go, fetch her hither. I have no doubt that her sweet harmonies and other skills could charm him and unblock the ears that have been deafened by his woe. all I can to comfort him, but I need to approach him alone. Greetings, sir. My lord, do you hear my voice? <gasps> no. I am a maid who's never sought the gaze of any man. But like a comet, I have drawn men's stares. My lord, the grief I've suffered in my time might equal yours if both were justly weighed. Though fortune's tricks have done their worst to me. I know my derivation is from those who stood as equals with the greatest kings. But time has stripped me of my heritage and made me play things to the whims of fate. I have been fortune's slave. I will stop now. But I can feel a breath upon my cheek that whispers to me, Don't go till he speaks. Fortune slave. The greatest king's heritage. Heritage to equal minds, you said. Did you, did you say that? I said, my lord, that if you were to know who I was, you wouldn't treat me roughly. It may be true. Pray look at me again. You seem to me. What country are you from? Was it these shores? No, nor any shores at all. And yet I had a mortal birth, my lord. 
I am nothing more than I seem to be. I am a man of sorrows and may weep. My dearest wife was like this clear-eyed maid. My daughter might have been just like her too. My queen's square brows, her stature to an inch. Standing straight as a wand, as silver-voiced, her eyes set just as my queen's were like jewels. Her gait as graceful as another Juno. Who starves the ears she feeds. The more she speaks, the more they hunger for her voice. Where do you live? Where I am but a stranger. From the deck you may see the place. Where were you brought up? And how did you achieve these endowments whose possession makes you rich? (laughs) If I told you my story... You would think I told you lies that you would disbelieve as I spoke them. Please, miss, speak. You do not seem capable of lying. You look to me as modest as justice, a palace where the crown of truth might live. (laughs) I'll believe you, and I will take as faith your story no matter how incredible. For you look, my dear, like... One I loved, indeed. Who were your family? Didn't you just say, when I pushed you back and saw you there, didn't you say then that your heritage was from royalty? So indeed I did. Tell me your parentage. I I think you said that you'd been tossed upon the storms of fate, and that you thought your griefs might equal mine if both were weighed. I may have said as much. I can only guess, but it seems to me that it could be true. Tell me your story. If your ordeals prove a thousandth of my own, then you are a man, and I, by contrast, have suffered like a girl. Yet... You do look like the statue of patience who smiles gazing across time and the graves of kings because she knows all. Who are your people? How did you lose them? What is your name, dear? Tell me, I beg you. Come here. Sit by me. My name is Marina. Oh, I am mocked. Some angry god has sent you to me here to to let the world laugh at me. Calm yourself, sir, or I will say no more. I will try to. But you can't know just how much you startled me by saying that your name is Marina. I was named by one who had some power. My father was a king. Oh, called Marina? You said you would believe me. But I won't disturb you anymore, sir. I will end here. But are you flesh and blood? You have a mortal pulse and are no phantom? No statue? Speak on! Where were you born? And why then called Marina? Called Marina? For I was born at sea. Oh! <sighs> 
at sea. Your mother? My mother was the daughter of a king. She died the very minute I was born, as Lycorida, my nurse, would often tell me, weeping. Oh, stop there. Stop there a moment. This, this is the strangest dream that ever mocked the saddest of life's fools. No, this can't be my daughter. She's buried. Where were you raised? I will hear you out to your story's end, and I won't interrupt you. You don't believe me. It's best I stop there. I'll believe you to the last syllable of what you have to say. But one more thing. What brought you to this place? Where were you raised? The king, my father, left me in Tarsus. And then cruel Cleon and his wicked wife plotted my murder, paid an assassin who drew his knife to kill me but was stopped. (laughs) A crew of pirates came and took me off and brought me to Middleline. But, but good sir, what do you want from me? Why do you weep? You might think I'm lying, but I promise you, I am the daughter of King Pericles, if King Pericles still lives. Helicanus! You called, my lord? Strike me, good Helicanus! Slap my face! Slice my skin, dear sir, to put me in pain, lest my sea of joys that's flooding through me overwhelm the banks of my sanity and drown me with their sweetness. Oh, come to me, you who begets the man who begat you, you who was born at sea, buried at Tarsus, and found at sea again. Oh, Helicanus! Down on your knees, thank the gods as loudly as the crackling thunder. This, this is Marina. What was your mother's name? Just tell me that, for truth can never be confirmed enough, even when all doubts have been laid to rest. First, sir... May I ask, what is your title? I am Pericles of Tyre. (gasps) Just tell me, tell me now the name of my dead queen, since everything you've said thus far has been God's own perfect truth, proving you to be the heir of Pentapolis and Tyre, and another life to Pericles, your father. All I have to do to be your daughter is to say my mother's name. Thaisa? Thaisa was my mother. Her life ended the minute mine began. All blessings unto you. Rise, you are my child. Give me fresh garments. My own child, Helicanus. She is not dead in Tarsus, as she might have been if savage Cleon had his way. She'll tell you everything, and then you'll kneel and testify that she is your true princess. (coughs) Who is this? Sir, it's the governor of Mytilene, who, when he heard of your burden of woe, came out to see you. I embrace you, sir. Give me my robes! (laughs) I look like a madman. 
Oh, <laughs> heavens bless you, my girl. <laughs> what is that music? Tell Helicanus my marina speak. Tell him every detail. He still doubts it. How clear it is that you are my daughter. Oh, but <laughs> that music. My lord, I hear none. None? The music of the spheres, hear it. Hear it, my Marina. It's not good to challenge him. Give him way. They are the strangest sounds. Do you not hear it? Music, my lord, ah. Most heavenly music. It spurs me on to listen, though thick sleep weighs upon my eyes. Oh, please. Let me rest. A pillow for his head. Yes, leave him now. My friends, if this is what it seems to be, and is true, you will be well rewarded. This, this is the strangest dream that ever mocked the saddest of life's fools. No, this can't be my daughter. She's buried. of the moon, I will obey thee. Helicanus! Sir? Sir? Father? Our course was set for Tarsus and revenge against the cursed Cleon and his wife, but I have now resolved to turn our sails to Ephesus. I have a duty there. I promise to explain myself anon. But might we take refreshment on your shore, Lord Lysimachus? Sir, with all my heart, I welcome you. And once sure, I'll ask you for a favor. <laughs> if it concerns my daughter, ask away. <laughs> You've treated her with kindness, I can see. Oh, sir, give me your arm. Come, my marina. <laughs> <laughs> now our sands are almost run. Soon enough our play's done. I only ask that you conceive a little more before we leave. Perhaps you can imagine then the welcome that would greet them when the king and daughter went ashore 
such that it wasn't long before young Lysimachus said with pride, Marina soon would be his bride. But wedding plans must be delayed for promises the king had made. That joy must wait because he knew he'd yet more journeying to do. The sails are filled, the seas are met, for Ephesus the course is set. They find the shore and there convene. Diana's temple is the scene. Let your imagination make one final dream before we wake. Come to keep my promise, and at your bidding I will tell my tale. I had to leave my kingdom of Tyre for fear that I might do my country harm. In Pantapolis, I wed Thaisa, who died in childbirth out on the sea. What? Bringing forth a babe I called Marina, who still can claim your virgin livery. In Tarsus, she was raised by King Cleon, who sought her murder, but she made escape to Mytilene, where fortune blew my ship. As chance would have it, she then came aboard, and when the truth came shining forth at last, I found my daughter. She met her lost father. I know that voice, I know it, and that face. You are, you are. My Pericles! Oh! That nun! What, what, what did she say? She's dying! Help! Oh, noble sir, if your words at the altar were all true, this is your wife! Reverend, that cannot be. The one who threw her overboard was me. Just off this coast, I bet. That is certain. Look after her. She's only overjoyed. I met this lady one rain-battered dawn. The tempest cast her coffin on the shore. I opened it, recovered her, then brought her and the jewels she lay with to this temple. <clears throat> but see her now. The lady is recovered. Oh, let me look at him. Oh, sir. Tell me, are you not Pericles? You have his voice and his eyes. Did you speak of a tempest, a birth, and a death? <gasps> Dead, Thaisa. 
speaks. I am your Thaisa, whom you thought lost and drowned. No more, you gods. Your kindness here makes all my misery seem nothing now. I'd be content if when I touch her lips, I melt away. Oh, come. Be buried a second time within these arms, my love. (laughs) My heart leaps up to find home in my mother. Look who kneels here. Flesh of thy flesh, Thaisa. Delivered on the sea and called Marina. For where she came to be. Blessed and my own. (laughs) (laughs) All blessings on my lady and my queen. Uh, uh, Do I know you, sir? You may remember, I told you of the man I left behind to tend my kingdom when I had to flee. Can you remember what I called that man? Mm. I often spoke of him. Helicanus? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yet more confirmation. (laughs) Embrace him, dear Thaisa. (laughs) This is he. (laughs) Now I long to hear how you were rescued, how you could be revived, and who to Mm. thank besides the gods for this great miracle. Lord Saruman, my lord, it was this man, chosen by the gods to wield their powers. He alone can tell you all. Holy sir, the gods can have no better mortal agent than you in this world. Will you explain, then, how you woke my dead queen from her coffin? I will, my lord. But first, come to my house where what was in her coffin can be shown. I'll tell you why I placed her in this temple, and all you wish to know shall be explained. (laughs) (laughs) Great Diana, I thank you for my vision and offer all my prayers to thee tonight. Dear Thaisa, look upon this prince here. He has been accepted by our daughter, and at Pantapolis they will be wed. I did not think I could be made happier. (laughs) (laughs) But now my locks of mourning shall be cut. I no longer need that badge of heartache. And all these years of darkness must be shed. All must be joyful on your wedding day. It's in Pantapolis we'll celebrate this wedding. And then there, live out our days. Our son and daughter shall entire reign. But ceremony, our pleasure we delay. We want to hear our story. Lead the way. (laughs) (laughs) And now we wish you joy, and that you might remember smiling what befell tonight. On your imaginations all depends. You've brought our ship to harbor. The play ends. 
The play on podcast series Pericles was translated into modern English verse by Ellen McLaughlin and directed by Lisa Rothy. Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Catherine Eaton. Composer, Rindy Eckert. Sound designer, Jane Shaw. Sound engineer, Daniel Ben-Shimon. Executive producer, Michael Goodfriend. Senior producer, Miriam Lauba. Managing producer, Robert Cappadona. Coordinating producer, Taylor Bailey. Casting by the Telsey office, Karen Castle CSA and Ada Karamanian. The cast is as follows. Keith David as Pericles, Kathleen Chalfant as Gower, Johanna Day as Lycorida, Diana, and the Baud, John Keating as Helicanus and Philemon, Jenny Greenberry as Marina and Antiochus's daughter, Amy Kim Watsky as Dionysa and Thaisa, Jeffrey King as Antiochus, Simonides, and Pander, Barzan Akavan as Saramon and Thaliard, Tommy Schreider as Lysimachus and Leonine, Benjamin Bonenfant as Bolt, Messenger, Fisherman, Knight, Pirate, Sailor, Servant, and Lord, Orlando Pabotoy as Cleon, Messenger, Fisherman, Knight, Pirate, Sailor, Servant, and Lord, Christiana Clark as Messenger, Fisherman, Knight, Pirate, Sailor, Servant, the Ship's Master, and Lord. Additional support was provided by voice and text consultant Rebecca Clark Carey, equipment and recording engineer Tommy Freed, the senior manager of business operations and partnerships at Next Chapter Podcasts is Sally Cade Holmes. The play on podcast series Pericles is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts and is made possible by the generous support of the HITS Foundation. For more about the play on podcast series, visit playonpodcast.com where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. worked hard for what you have your money your assets your 401k and home isn't it all worth protecting nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft lifelock ultimate plus helps protect your finances with up to three million dollars in reimbursement lifelock alerts you to identity threats you might miss and if your identity is stolen your dedicated u.s-based restoration specialist will work to fix it let lifelock help protect what you've worked so hard for save 25 percent off your first year on lifelock ultimate plus at lifelock.com aware terms apply Next Chapter Podcasts.